We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another edition of Corn Nations of Bangerangs and Daggers. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt, and with me, as always, right next door, which is really more like an hour away, uh, Nate McHugh, Nathaniel, how's your week going so far? Well, it's, you know, yesterday, uh, something happened to me for the first time since I was in eighth grade. It's really what super interesting. Did you get D-pants at recess? <laughs> uh, no, I now have a new hairstyle. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm sporting a new hairstyle at the age of 33. Uh, the last time I did some different was uh, eighth grade. So what does it look like? What do you mean by new hair? Well, um, in eighth grade, I used to comb over and it would kind of stick up and I had like moose, I think that's what it was, or hairspray back then. And then one day I was really late for school and I, there was no chance to put anything in my hair and I just kind of wet it down and just kind of just messed it up and it went, you know, kind of straight down a little bit. And then I got to school, I'm like, yeah, this isn't that bad. And so ever since then, it's just been a straight down type of deal, kind of messed up hair. And uh, then I got a haircut yesterday and uh, if you're great clips, you know, you really, it's really kind of like, uh, you're, you know, you're kind of playing, um, you're kind of gambling with your haircut. And uh, the lady who uh, cut my hair, for whatever reason, decided to uh, give me a, a, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a, uh, I, I guess it's in style now. I think some of the Nazis wore it. <laughs> So, it, yeah, so uh, it's not that bad, but my wife likes it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. So, so yeah. you said you said comb over. Were you balding in eighth grade? No, I, no, 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 no. And I'm not balding now. So thank goodness. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> I am getting gray hair, though, at the age of 33. I do have some gray hair. Uh, oh, cool. That, dude, that's not bad. Gray hair is not bad. Yeah. I guess I it's can't just, say I have any, but gray hair is not bad. <laughs> you can notice a lot more when it grows out, uh, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be a haircut that I, I'm like. I was looking at. I'm like, I hope I don't go bald now because it, it looks like the haircut you would get if you were bald. But you know, whatever. If my wife <laughs> likes post, it. I I don't care. To, you have to post on Twitter. I'm not posting anything on Twitter. <laughs> You're not posting anything on Twitter. <laughs> I have gotten more comments and compliments though. And one day, even for my little four-year-old daughter, she goes, who has never mentioned my hair once. She says on the way home from daycare, Dad, I like your haircut. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So. Now you have to keep it. Yeah. Now you have to keep it. You'll look like an SS officer, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to put any, any like, what crap in it where, it, you know, then it looks like it's wet. That's the SS officer. Yeah. That's yeah the uh, the hipster hipster Hitler look. Yes. So you remember that cartoon, that online cartoon? Did you ever see that? No. 
Tell us all about, about it, though. Ago. I'd be. Uh... No, there, there, there's this guy. I think it was a guy. He 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 did this cartoon, online cartoon called Hipster Hitler, and it was like hips. It was like Hitler, but he was a hipster back in the height of the hipsterdom. Sounds. And smart. it was just kind of. Yeah, like check it out. It was it was actually kind of a funny little comic. But yeah, it was like you know Hitler with like black, thick you know plastic glasses and tight you know skinny jeans and a cardigan and usually had some ironic t-shirt of some sort. So, uh, so yeah. are millennials the new hipsters? You know what I mean? Like, wasn't it like you know five years ago we'd sit, we'd make fun of our friends? I thought that, millennials were I thought millennials were hipsters. I don't know. I'm like right on the edge. I'm like right in between Gen X and Millennial. I don't know. I'm 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 a man without a tribe. Yeah, I'm 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 technically a millennial, but I don't you know. Whatever. I just always remember I have a couple friends who are definitely hip, definitely it's, uh, it's just marketing. Hey, whatever <laughs> works. Whatever sells. So anyway. Anyway. So we do we do have some Nebraska news. I know you get whoever still listens to us during the offseason, you're probably wondering how we get by and why we keep digging up random things for Nebraska ball. But, you know, somebody's got to get this information to you. So we do have two things. The first one we're not going to go into too deeply, but the times for this year's uh, schedule has come out. All the Big Ten games. Uh, now coincides with all th- the times go together with all the non-conference games. So if you are interested in finding out when Nebraska plays Rutgers on whatever day that is, you can now check it out and start scheduling your holidays, your post-holidays, and your deep winter depression watching. Um, no, so th- that's up. It's ready to go. If you want to check it out on Huskers.com, I was thinking about writing an article on it, but I, I realized I had stuff to do so i did not but nate nate you're you're a schedule fiend do you have any any comments on these uh the new times um i have two uh the first one is that i'm very happy that we get to see the season opener against uc riverside um and that's on btn 8 p.m uh i i think a lot of people would have been upset if we couldn't see the first game you know if we can't see the second if we can't see the second then that you know and I that's 8 p.m. Right. Central. Yes. God's time. God's time, yes. We, we have some coordinationers who are not in the Central time zone, and we kind of go back and forth. He, uh, like Rick will um, schedule something. He'll say, oh, yeah, it's going at 3, and then all of a sudden, 2 o'clock, boom, it's, you know, it gets published. We're like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, no, no, it's 3 o'clock my time, you know. So, uh but that's Husker football recruiting. Let's be honest, nothing's going on there right now. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Anyways, what, uh, else, what else do we have? We we got a little kind of side side Husker basketball stuff. Yeah, um, IMG's actually, coming to town. Oh no, I have another thought. One second. Oh, go 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 go. Yeah. Um, the non-conference matchup against Creighton, if people don't already know, is on December seventh. Do you know what else is going on that night? And it might not matter, but it could matter. Big Ten football championship? I believe that's right, yes. The conference when, championship when, game. When Wisconsin plays Ohio State? <laughs> it's, that's, right now, that's what it looks like. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, 
just think, okay, if we happen, football makes a run, and we get into the uh, conference championship game, you know, Husker Mike made actually a pretty funny comment. He said, uh, you know, all those Creighton fans are going to have to change, you know, in their sweater vests, you know, between the one thirty game and the, I assume, the 7 p.m. game, you know, back to the red. That'd just be weird, wouldn't If you're sitting in the stands as a Creighton fan and you're like, oh, yeah, the Huskers play tonight. Uh, yeah, conference championship game against Ohio State. I think they could win. I, you know, I'm such a big fan. And then they're looking, by the way, at a team they're rooting against, and it's Nebraska. You know, I. Uh, you know I, I really, just, you know, you, you know what's going to happen in reality for that? They're going to put on their Notre Dame sweaters. <laughs> hey, you know, you know I'd rather. True. Yeah. <laughs> I actually you, know. You, more do you want? Do you want to hear a little truth you know, on my part? Sure. I actually own multiple sweater vests. And what color? I own, I own at least three cardigans. Well, what color? And are I wear them vests? often. <laughs> sweater vests. Uh, let's see. I've got a deep red one. I've got an orange one. I got a black one. I got a blue one. And orange. cardigans. I, I. Yeah, it works. Trust me. I'll wear it for you sometime. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> now you, now you can post a picture on Twitter, and then, then I will. You know. I will. Okay. I will. All right. No, yeah, because throughout the years I've made fun of Creighton fans for you know wearing their sweater vests and cardigans, and I own multiple myself. So you know what? During the workday, in an office in the middle of winter, they're cozy. I enjoy yep. a good sweater vest. I enjoy, and you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No sweater vests are good. You can't you can't keep your guns holstered all the time. Well. uh I guess the last thing, they have four <laughs> games on BTN. I'm moving on, man. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing else to say unless you want to keep talking about clothing. But uh, there's four games no, on BTN+. Plus. Do you have BTN+. Plus? Is that? I think I might through my cable provider. I can't remember. I don't think I do. I used that online? To through, um, I used to, yeah, I used to through SB Nation uh, because I was the... Something I, I at least at one time I was the only. Now I'm not, but uh, I had the Nebraska basketball one, and yeah, I had it for a while, but I haven't used it in a long time because I haven't really needed it. So I have to check that out. I have to check that out because if not, we uh we got to get that password passed throughout coordination. <laughs> so all, yeah, we all, all three of us same account. So you, myself, and uh, Kevin, our new Nebraska ball guy, who we got to get on here sometime, uh, yep. we can all watch it together. Yeah, Ke- Kevin uh, called me out on, uh, I think it was our last week's episode, and I said that Tim Miles did, had... Think, uh, that was two <laughs> weeks ago, yeah. I said Tim Miles had uh, Izzo's number, and then he, like, this long comment in the article, yeah. pretty much saying that... Miles, I think it was like three and seven against Izzo and all this stuff. And I said, you know, I only remember the, uh, I only remember the the games we win. And oh, he's like, and he said, so oh, that's probably nice to have that selective memory. And I said, yeah, it's crazy. Nebraska football only played four games the year before. You know, the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> they've only played four games the past two eight, years. Eight, 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 eight games total in the past two years. Undefeated, four four and zero, yeah. So came close to playing a few other ones, but those didn't happen either. So yeah, no. So there you go, Creighton, your alma mater. 
Yep, and I don't have a I don't have a single shirt. I've never been to a game. I could have gone for free. So just it felt wrong. You know what? If if I was going to school there in your position, law school, during when they were in the Big East, I'd go to games. You know, they were like like Georgetown comes to town. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Marquette, Georgetown, Villanova, they come to town. I'd go to a game. But I'm not wearing. I'd have to send the students. No. Yeah, they they yeah they were not in the Big East when I was yeah, in school. Yeah, it's like it's it's Wichita State. Sure, I'll go to that. Or Southern Evanston? Illinois. No, Southern, well, yeah, Southern Southern Illinois. Illinois. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember all the teams. Anyway, Drake. yes, Drake. Is it Grinnell? Are they too small? Uh, probably too small. Yeah. Anyway, there's one little last bit of news. Um, North or Miller North, which is one of the top schools for basketball here in the state of Nebraska, will be taking on IMG Academy out of Brandonton, Florida. Now, a lot of you folks might be familiar with IMG. They are the sports power, sports academic powerhouse out of Florida that was formed basically to bring in all the top talent in the nation to one major headquarters and then, you know, ship them off to the major colleges throughout the nation. And so they have a, they have one of the top schools. They're one of the top schools in the nation, not just for football, but for other sports and basketballs. One, they will be coming on February 15th to play at the Heartland Hoops Classic at the Heartland's Events Center in Grand Island. Our own Grand Island is going to have a major game between Miller North and them. And it's going to be interesting because... Not only is a major power, which has what uh, four four star recruits at IMG, something uh, like that. Yeah, three five stars and four four stars. Yeah, I mean, just a stupid amount of talent. They're going to be playing. Uh, Miller North isn't a slouch either. In fact, they've got three offer. They have three players with scholarship offers from Nebraska. You've got forward Max Morell, um, Hunter Salas, who is a guard, and forward. Uh, Jason Green, is that right? J A S J A S N. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, they all let's see. Max is a senior, Hunter is a junior, and Jason is a sophomore, and they've all got offers from Nebraska. So this will be a good chance for people, I think, to get a good look at at possibly some future Huskers. Yeah, um, and also my, my I think my favorite player of all time. Uh, and I, th- I think that's why I said before, Cookie Belcher is an assistant coach at IMG. So he's been there for a couple of years, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um, I, I just saw that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Maybe that's one of the connections to get him there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I uh, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, we uh, the team I was coaching, assistant coach, we played in this. Uh, classic and uh it's it's pretty fun you know uh big you know it's a nice arena uh could hold a lot of people they usually get that one uh one matchup you know their headliner but this is by far the biggest um the most talent they've probably ever brought in jalen johnson's committed to duke i mean huge yeah it's not very often that you're gonna have a a duke commit come uh, i I just want to like what are you guys I'm interested to, to to see how they get teams to come in because, I mean, 
what are they gonna do? Fly into Lincoln and then get on the bus and then <laughs> head out they west. They could get and, on a they could get on a puddle jumper and pop into Grand Island. Grand Island's oh, got a nice little airport. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I'm sure they'd be really super excited, you know, the turbulence and all that. But um, yeah, so be it, good. yeah, and uh, we played Grand Island Central Catholic. The first game of the day, I think at 9 a.m. And, uh, you know, they slept in their own beds. We got up, I think, at 4, and we beat them. So uh, I just want to throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to try to go. Uh, I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think I could get my kids to go. Maybe my mm-hmm. wife would want to go watch basketball. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, so it's – I think it's a pretty big deal, I bet. I hope it gets sold out, you know, just make it bigger and bigger, get more teams to come in and yeah, it'd be fun. Good times. Good times. We actually had decent Nebraska ball content today for the first oh, there's time in more. three weeks. There's more that I, and I forgot to say something to you about. You, you've uh, been, dude, you sandbagging. I know. Christopher Hetty reported. Be a team. What the hell? <laughs> you know what? I, I just got, you know, sometimes you just get to start the, uh, the sections or the um, the segments, if you want to call it that, but yeah, once uh, I tell you what I'm doing, okay, get ready, <laughs> get ready. Here we go. Uh, Christopher Hetty reported uh, 12 hours ago, uh, according to my Twitter account. Um, you, uh, Nebraska actually today they they visited Donovan Williams and DeAndre Davis, and they saw Chucky Hepburn from Bellevue West. And then Hunter Salas and Jason Green from Miller North. That's what they did today. Because I think today is the opening. Uh, it is the start. You're correct. Start of the recruiting, you know, cycle or not cycle. The but, 2020. Uh, yeah. With this and, window that basketball has. And then they're going to uh, going to go to Indianapolis, New Jersey, Wichita State. Uh, sorry, yeah, Wichita, St. Louis, and L.A. And this is the Hoiberg effect. They are going to visit the number one recruit in the 2021 class, and that's Jonathan Kaminga. And then they're going to visit the number 15 recruit and also the 2021 class And Devin Askew. I don't think Tim Miles is visiting the number one and number 15 recruit too often. So I think this is... Now without bringing a Wendy's. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. You know, you, you go to Wendy's, you pick you pick the recruit up something to eat, you bring it to a school, you walk away. Because Izzo's in with him. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway, no. No, it, it was a big day. And yeah, uh, a guy like, only a guy like Hoiberg, or a guy with Hoiberg's background could really pull off some of those, some, some of those uh, visits. It was huge. I mean, I can't remember the last time any Nebraska coach was able to do that many top-level players in such a short amount of time. Usually you might get two or three a year, let alone one little sweep. So Hoiberg's got connections. He's got history. People want to talk to him. People want to meet him, and they want to see if he's going to turn Nebraska into a champion. Yeah, and I think he does say something that on the first day they visit all these Nebraska kids. So I think they're trying to get in. You know, I've said before, the talent around in Nebraska for basketball is probably the highest it's been, you know, probably 20, 25, 30 years. So, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's, 
it's telling the basketball coaches in the area something about that and uh, how much they care about the, the, the kids here. And so hopefully it pays off. Hopefully it does. I think it will, don't you? Well, hopefully they're good enough. <laughs> I and I would like <laughs> to see these kids play, uh, and hope you know. I hope I get to, but I just don't want him visiting kids that aren't going to be impact players. You know, just because you don't want him here. to visit a ton of these guys, and all of a sudden he pulls in maybe none of them. Yes, like a lot of times happens. It's like oh, by the, or he pulls a scholarship like Tim Miles did, or. So, yeah, or, 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 you know, the recruiting season's coming to an end. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, I'm going to Indochina to look for a basketball recruit. Oh yeah. It's not good. That's happened. Yep. You know, you leave leave a kid high and dry and then all of a sudden the Metro doesn't like you too much. No. So yeah, we're at, Hoiberg is bringing a basketball into a new era. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll see we still got a month and a half yeah month and a half don't you're excited <laughs> aren't you don't. uh i am not exhibition excited i am not excited for don't i hope we hopefully we don't have to break down don't film <laughs> we should I, no can we find don't film I don't care. <laughs> I am not going to try. I am not going to. So. Oh, and don't forget the the, the secret scrimmage that they'll probably do. Did it, did it, have they announced that yet, or who it's going to be? No, Is that kind of a last? They do that thing? like a week. No, they they do it like a week before. And who, who was I it think last half year? The time it's a oh, Mississippi State was that two I years ago? Was... And they beat yeah. us. Yeah. And then they beat us. In, uh, the NIT. Two, year, um, two years ago was, yeah, we, we beat them in the regular season. They beat us in the NIT. And then... Did we play them in a secret scrimmage, though? I don't think we did. I thought we did. I, th- I think we did Iowa State last year, because I feel like we do... Yeah, I think, I, I think Mississippi State was two years ago. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, maybe... Okay. And then didn't the proceeds go to I think yes. tornado relief? Yes, or like yeah. So so yes. it, so that secret scrimmage turned into a not so secret scrimmage. Yeah, yeah and we won't we'll have we to beat look them that I mean, not that it really doesn't matter, but it seems like an eon ago. Those anyway. Oh, good times, man. Good times. We need to get to the season because we're just barely hanging on with these. You know, we're doing better this week than we have the last couple. You got to do that. Yes, that's true by far so anyway going on with what we've been doing all summer we've been giving you guys top five lists and last week was top five most overrated tv episodes nate and i disagreed wholeheartedly this week we are going to do top five favorite albums now i'm not a big fan of doing top five favorite albums, songs bands or whatnot because you know for me i love so many bands so so much so many albums, so, so many songs, music. It's like it depends on the day, you know, who I like more than another. So, and I think Nate's kind of in the same light there. So we are going to do it in no particular order. We'll give you our top five albums, but it's not going to be one through five. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> I think we have to mention Greg every podcast, don't we? Yes. Um, I feel like that's what we've developed. 
Greg is very important. He, he, I mean, if we were a tripod, he would be the fourth wheel. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> he is the high priest of coronation yes, podcasting, yes. so we, we must include him. So without further ado, Nate, what's your first favorite album? Not your number one, not your number five. Your first favorite album. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not like you said, favorite. So I'm not going to say these are the best and I'm not, you know, anything like that. They mean uh, something to you. Yep. And that's actually, what I was going to say, there's like a reason kind of behind it. Um, I only give an honorable mention and it's just cause it shows how little I knew at one point about old classical rock, I guess you could say I, uh, bought the Steve Miller band greatest hits and, because I, uh, I, I like the song The Joker, and I think there's a couple others. And I, I still remember sitting in my car and just like going through each and every song and, and being like, holy crap. Please tell like, me it was, it was like a black firebird. No, it would have been a uh, white Pontiac Grand Prix. But uh, uh, no, I, I'm like, they sing this song? It was like every song. Oh, they sing this song. You know? Just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, but uh, you know, but I don't, it's in my huge bag of CDs that my wife hates, and I have not listened to it in a long time. But uh, anyways, so I'll go with my the first of my five. I'll go with uh, Mumford and Sons, uh, their first album, Sai Sai No More. I actually was. When bands get really popular and everyone seems to like them, I, part of me just wants to be like, uh-uh, I'm out. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And then all of a sudden I heard, uh, I think their first single, uh, The Cave. I'm like, ooh, I actually really like this song. And uh, then I listened to the whole album. And I, you know, I love pretty much every song on that album. And as the last concert, uh, oh, the second to last concert I went to with my wife. And that's probably one of the few bands that we would both want to see together. And it was a really good concert. Uh, I had to, you know, I was a designated, I was not planning on being the designated driver that night, but I ended up being. So, uh, uh, so she had a good time. So that's what, that'd be my first one. Sorry, I was falling asleep. I, I know I, you're not going to like any of my answers. So. <laughs> Well, let's just move on. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to know any of yours. So. Oh, you'd be surprised. I'll start out with I'm going to start out with with an, with uh, one that you all know. It's it's Miles Davis kind of blue. It was an album that my parents gave me when I was in 4th or 5th grade whenever I started playing trumpet. And I didn't get it right away. I kind of listened to it and I kind of didn't and I moved on. And then right around 7th grade I started listening to it and I real and it just blew my mind. Um the modes that he that he developed the, the the structures for each song, which were, was was a mode type system, and it, it was just beautiful. It was him coming out into a new style of jazz that I think has been untouched since then. I feel like it's almost for a lot of artists, it's still stuck there. A lot of artists are still trying to emulate it. Um, it probably kept jazz behind in certain aspects, just because it was so amazing and it defined so much of the genre just based on that album. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And for a long time, I would give it to like a lot of my friends as gifts because I felt that it had to be in everybody's catalog. So 
I'm going to start out with Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. You know, have you ever listened to uh, Thelonious Monk? Yes. Yes, I like him a lot. So, Thelonious um, is very, very good. Yeah, I like piano. I mean, I played piano for about six years, so nice. I'm kind of partial to that. So, very um, good. So, off the beaten path, and this is going to sound really ridiculous. Not, I, that's hyperbole. But, uh, so if you're ever walking through Target and they have those kind of generic CDs of like, you know, you know, baby sleeping music or like, you know, um, forest music. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Lifescapes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. I bought a while back, um, actually, because my junior year, I, um, basketball, I was, I was so stressed with the basketball. I needed like music to listen to the game to kind of tone me down because I was so like hyped up, I guess you would say, that uh, I bought Native American Flute by Lifescapes. And I still listen to that every now and then. And that's been, you know, since 2003. So uh, just I enjoy Native American Flute. Um, So that's number, I guess, the second of my five. I'm more of a Native American drum guy. That's just me. <laughs> is that sarcasm, or is it you, you actually? No, I actually American do. Guy? I oh, actually okay. do. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard like a Native American like drum circle or whatnot? I have not. No. It's it's pretty cool. Check it on YouTube. Like, I'm sure there's something out there. Anyway, my next one is Operation Ivy's Energy. Came out back in '99. I got into it a few years after that. And it is kind of the start of the whole Scott Punk thing. It is Tim Armstrong and Matt uh, Freeman of Rancid, current Rancid. It was like they're one of their first bands. And it is just awesome. It's raw. It's energetic. It's full of just everything you'd want in just a good old-fashioned hardcore Scott Punk record. And I played the hell out of it back in high school. And I still listen to it every once in a while right now. It's it's a great album. It's not for everybody, I'll fully admit, but it's definitely it's it's an iconic album in 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 the punk catalog. And yeah, no, if you, if you're into that type of music, I definitely recommend you have it if you do not. So, yeah. Operation What's, Ivy Energy. What is Scott Punk? Ska, S K A. Ska. Ska Punk. Okay, I don't even know what is that. Uh, you were probably a little young in the 90s to get into the whole Scott craze, weren't you? It's making a comeback. I swear to God it is. Okay. But it's a style of music, kind of like reggae, but not. It's uh, Think of like guitars playing on the offbeats. Uh, Real Big Fish. Oh, okay. Uh, that uh, type of thing. I'm thinking like a popular band. Uh, Mighty Mighty Bostones. Oh, yeah. Yep, um, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, remember Less Than Jake? I've... I recognize the name, but I couldn't. Their early stuff was more ska punk. Anyway, yeah, so that type of stuff. Only more punk and a lot more energy, if you can believe that or not. Boston's are pretty nuts. So, I actually know that one song. Was what's the the single? My the my impression Boston. that I get. Yeah, the impression that I get. That's right. Roughly same thing, minus the horns. Like hmm. now, there there's a couple songs that they do horns on, but nothing nothing to the extent of the Boston's, which is another great band. So. If you ever uh, see him live, I recommend it. Well, I, you know, I'll look him up, I guess, because I've actually never heard any of their other music. Because when that came out, you don't have YouTube, you don't have, you know, pretty much everything. No, 
Yeah, back in the nineties, you're kind of SOL. Yeah. So unless you buy their album or their CD at the time, you know. Yeah, or find a good comp compilation, as we used to, you know, comps as we called them back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'll go with my third of my five. Uh, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. Not a, a great, big Lincoln Park guy, uh, but I just. I remember just in high school playing it, listening to it. I liked every song. I listened to that over and over again, and uh, I liked their old stuff, and I kind of lost interest as they kept on getting more popular, and so that's my third. Nice. They got big. They were a big band. Yeah, I liked it when they were smaller, but whatever. Yeah. They kind of just kind of came out of nowhere and just blew up. Cause I, I think it was my freshman year in college when they blew up. Yeah, they were kind of everywhere out of nowhere. But yeah, no. My next one, number three, not in order. I'm going to go with Metallica Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Big Metallica fan. You're a big Metallica fan, right? Uh, I'm a fan. You're a fan. You're a yes. casual Metallica fan. That's yes, fine. Uh, yes, I've been to a concert before. but Nice. Aren't yes. they great live? Yeah, they're much better live than on CD, on their albums, for sure. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, Master of Puppets. Great album. Song after song is a banger. And they still play a lot of those songs still live. They're st- they still hold up. That album holds up. And you know what? I could probably replace it with Ride the Lightning, to be honest with you. If we did this if we did this top top album list next week, I might throw in Ride the Lightning. What about fuel? Or kill them all. What? What about fuel? Wasn't give me fuel, give me fire. Uh, the name of the album was it Fuel? It was Load Two. Oh, Load Two. I, you know, I'm surprised you don't have that up front. You know, that was a great album. <laughs> hey Nate, what's your next album? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Ten Years is the name of the band. Uh, their first album, Division. I was obsessed with that band for about two years. Um, I, every song's different. Uh, they kind of went away from. Wait, did their, I say load two? It's reloaded. <laughs> hey, that works. I mean, you it's reloaded. I, I don't. Know. Where the hell am I coming from with load two? <laughs> it, you know, it kind of. It's kind of the same. That's not the same thing. I'm, but, I'm you sorry. Know. No, it, it, it was kind of a continuation of. of 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 <laughs> oh those man, are it's two great late. albums. I'm surprised those aren't make those aren't on your list. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, ten well, years of vision. Maybe I next list- time. Anyway, tw- ten years. <laughs> uh, division. I listened to them for I think my junior and senior year of college, like when I would study, and so yeah, it's I liked every song on that album. Nice. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with their stuff. Not terribly well, familiar. Um, Wasteland by them is maybe the song you might have heard, but I like all of it. Nice. I'll have to check them out. My next one, second to last, is going to be Ornette Coleman's The Shape of Jazz to Come. Ornette came along, saxophonist, 
and the title kind of explains what happens. Uh, it's 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 a very strong title, "The Shape of Jazz to Come." Like he's predicting everything, and he was partially right. Um, he he did some experimentation on that album that I still consider some of the best stuff uh, since probably Miles Davis. It came out I think after, short, not too far after, early '60s. It, God, my my jazz history is crap. If this was ten, 20, this is twenty years ago, I could probably name everything and the dates they came out. And the entire uh, lineup who played on the album. I can't do that anymore. Anyway, Shape of Jazz to Come, Ornette Coleman. It's a beautiful album. The title itself, side note, influenced another phenomenal album by a band by the name of Refused with the album Shape of Punk to Come, which another album that came out that when it came out, I read the title, I laughed my butt off until I listened to the album and realized it was gold. Another beautiful album. Probably would be on my next top five list. I don't know. Anyway, so Ornette Coleman, Shape of Jazz to Come. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Um, I'm sure it's great. That was a long, long pause, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so just so people know they're listening, uh, I texted uh, Patrick about something I think we'll probably mention before we get off. Uh, something happened. Yeah, I got a minutes. text here. Yeah. And, Maxie. Uh, Maxie committed to Stanford. Yeah, Max Morell. Max Morell. Yep, from uh, Still there, North, North. Yeah, uh, I think he's six nine. I think uh, he committed to Stanford twenty minutes ago, and uh, gonna go be a smart kid. Yeah, I was. I've said this before that if my if my son was good enough to play Division One football, and trust me, I love Nebraska football. But if it was between Nebraska and Stanford, it'd be tough. I'm like, buddy, you go play really good football, and by the way, you'd be set. You'd be set, and you're going to get a really good degree, and you're going to get a really good job. What's your final album for for, for this podcast? My final album is Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Uh, The um, Wish You Were Here, the, the song is the song my wife and I danced to in our first dance at our wedding. And uh, I love everything. It's only five songs on the album. But uh, me and my friends, we would get, you know, we, we'd be hanging around, drinking and all that. We'd turn it on. We'd all go, you know, how I wish. I wish you were here. You know, and it's just, I just love that album. So that's my last one. You're a, you're a sentimental sappy old man. You know that? I know, I know. Someone has to be. That's what. We, that's what we love you. You know, that's my, why I earned my earned my keep is by sentimental by being sentimental. There you go, man. There you go. You're the heart of our podcast. I am the sixth heart of You're the, the sixth podcast heart of world. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <Coronation. laughs> I was trying to work that in somehow. No, great album, great band, really great band. I, I like Pink Floyd too. Very good album. So, and my last one, because we're running out of time, is Mastodon's Crack the Sky. It's not their heaviest, it's not their most aggressive, but it's their most dynamic, and it was the first one to really get them more into a prog rock sound, considering their more hardcore metal that was going before. It is a concept album, however you want to take that, and it is beautifully orchestrated from first to last note. And if you don't like Mastodon, I'm just going to be quiet because I'm going to I, I want to keep our clean editing. 
<laughs> you can go have a nice day. Is that what you're going to say? 